Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Car wash. And that's going up against... Beautiful. Oh. My. God. Two absolute juggernauts from Christina's discography here. Whatever the hell are we going to do? I guess no time to waste and let's get on with the battle. So let's first start talking about Car Wash. So this is a cover of the iconic disco hit from Rose Royce back in 1980 and Christina released her version in 2004. Christina sort of modernised it with very different instrumentation and also enlisted the help and feature of Missy Elliott adding a rapped verse in it. The original song was written by Norman Whitfield and Christina's version is produced by Missy Elliott, Christina and Ron Fair to name a few. Uh, of course Ron Fair as we know is sort of the man behind bringing Christina Christina towards her success and getting her record deal and being very instrumental early on in her career. So like I said, Car Wash, um, Christina's version, was released in 2004 as the first and only single from the soundtrack to the film Shark Tale, which was this DreamWorks computer animated film starring Will Smith, Robert De Niro, Jack Black, Renee Zellweger, Angelina Jolie, big star-studded cast, and it's about a fish called Oscar who falsely claims that he is killed the son of a shark mob boss to advance his status and teams up with the shark's other son to keep up the facade so classic uh, animated film in the sea that sort of thing uh, great film actually um you know i'm a big fan of animated films um a bit more towards pixar but dreamworks have produced some fantastic stuff and shark tales great it's got a great great soundtrack and sort of in terms of car wash and how it relates to the film in terms of its context the car wash is where the main character oscar which is will smith's character um works uh, so he works at sort of this car wash where large sea animals who behave like cars are washed in the same way as a car would um like a car wash and um the soundtrack itself like i said great soundtrack it features songs from justin timberlake jojo d12 mary j blige pussycat dolls to name a few you know, great star-studded soundtrack, but Car Wash is sort of the song that uh, was giving the musical promotion to the film. It was absolutely everywhere when the song um, and the film came out as well. Uh, I think it was part of the trailer as well. So, you know, big, big, big push by the, the film studio and also the record label it was released on as well. There was actually a planned um, duet for the soundtrack that was supposed to happen between uh, Janet Jackson and Beyonce, but as we know, in the music industry, things can sort of fall apart and plans can may not always follow through, so that actually never happened. But um, yeah, so 
I imagine that probably would have been a song that may have been pushed um, on the soundtrack as well. But um, of course, as we know, uh, Christina's Car Wash was the one that was pushed as sort of the main single. So it was released as a single. The song actually reached number 63 on the Billboard Hot 100 in America and number four on the UK charts. Very, very big hit in the UK. Uh, Christina was just coming off the back of um, Stripped and had released five singles which all charted in at least the top 10 of the UK charts. We had Dirty, Beautiful, Fighter, um, The Voice Within and Can't Hold Us Down all charting in the top 10. So she was massive, massive, massive. And of course, um, the era sort of ended towards late 2003. And then we got um, Christina on her little hiatus and Car Wash being one of the side projects that she did. Um, And they actually still did very, very well in the UK. She was a very big household name and coming off the back of a very, very successful era. Um, So Car Wash was actually the 48th biggest selling single of 2004 in the UK that year. So it was a a pretty, pretty big song. Um, Christina spoke about her version of the song and she said that um, we had to change the key um, from the original to be a little bit higher for her range, as you can hear. If you compare the Christina version with the Rose Royce version, there is some differences in terms of the actual sound of it. It's gone from disco to this sort of hip hop pop song. Um, And then also the key is very much higher. that she actually said that they couldn't take the exact sample, so they brought in these live instruments to recreate the sort of old, old classic soulful feel and sound. And and that actually lends into very much the next era for Christina, which was Back to Basics, where they did use, especially more on disc two, which was Linda Perry's disc of Back to Basics, they used live instruments to recreate an old sound, a soul sound, an old jazz sound. So um, very much sort of well-practiced and very started at that point, um, as she had done with Car Wash. Um, Christina was actually paid $1 million for the recording of the song, so ka-ching, that's all I can say. Um, so yeah, like I said, this song was absolutely everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. It was released as a single, there was a music video. The music video sort of shows Christina singing the song in the studio while Missy's there recording her vocals and at the decks in the studio with all the table in front of her and all like the, the slides and switches and knobs. And then there's all these sort of water effects over the top. So it, it looks like the screen's filling up with water um, and then there's bubbles and things like that as well. And then this is all interspersed with scenes from the film uh, and also we see an animated fish version of um, Christina and Missy in in sort of their form. Christina is this jellyfish with like hair that sort of harks back to her look in the dirty video with the braids. Um, so it's it's very much sort of a nod to one of her very iconic looks and an iconic look to today. We you know we think of Christina's iconic looks. You cannot you cannot for the life of me tell me that you don't think of the assless chaps and the braids from Dirty. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the music video, very fun, very sort of um, in line with the film as well. And this video actually came when Christina was sort of changing up her image, ready for the recording and release of her 2006 album, Back to Basics. We went from sort of this dark jet black hair, which was at the end of the stripped era that we saw in the Can't Hold a Stand video and The Voice Within and also in Fighter as well. At the second half of that era, Christina dyed her hair black. And then eventually we started to see 
these sort of 20s, 30s, um, you know, old Hollywood references sort of seep into her look. Um, and we see it here, the, the Granny Tina curls, as fighters call them, um, which is this sort of very mature look for Christina um, and a step in the direction of the image that was going to come with the third studio album. You know, if you are a hairdresser or you know about um, hair colouring, you can't just dye your hair from black to blonde straight away. You do have to sort of bleach the colour out of it. And that's probably what we got here because it wasn't like pure, pure blonde. It was sort of this strawberry blonde. And I remember really like there was a, a shoot that she did for a magazine where we had this strawberry blonde hair and this natural makeup. Um, and this was in between stripped and back to basics and when she was doing these side projects. And I just thought that look was absolutely amazing. And I wish she sort of did this whole era with this look because it sort of really suited her. It was sort of this like auburny brown hair um, and that's what we sort of got with car wash a little bit more blonde as well but we got this sort of very old Marilyn Monroe look as well um, so we saw that with a lot of these style projects that she was doing and they were sort of very much leaning towards this sort of soul and blues and um, this sort of old school vibe which she sort of expanded on a lot more in her own artistic way on Back to Basics. So let's look at favourite parts and favourite lyrics as we've been doing with every song on Christina Aguilera track battle. So my favourite part, as we all know, I'm a sucker for the harmonies and the layered vocals and we have that in abundance in this song. We've got it in the intro, the outro, we've got these layered harmonies with Christina singing and then that melody that we have from the original, Christina's actually using her voice as sort of the most perfect instrument here. Um, which I really, really like uh, because in the original version we have some instrument playing the, the intro. I'm not going to sing it. Don't ask me to sing. We know we've been here before and we've lost listeners. <laughs> so um, yeah, but I like the way that she does that here. And, and like how we've said, Christina does put her own stamp on when she does covers and things like that. So it's um it's really really nice i mean a special mention here has to go to the addition of missy's rap with christina's ad libs in the background i mean missy and christina have done some great work together um you know also on things you know like lady marmalade as well so you know absolutely absolutely great um my favorite lyric i mean christina has changed a couple of the words here from the original um you know it, instead of um you know common thief in the original it's like video cheat i think so it's she sort of like modernized it and brought it into sort of the 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 21st century um so you know i quite like that but i've always liked the hey get your car washed today i mean it looks cheesy on paper but it really works in the context of the song um funnily enough this is actually one of christina's few songs that doesn't actually appear on um streaming platforms you know such as spotify and apple music which is a massive shame because there's a lot of love for it online you know if you go on youtube and you read some of the comments a lot of the people are saying that why is this not available on spotify or apple or whatever um they're very disheartened as well when um it didn't appear on keeps getting better a decade of hits uh, which was her greatest hits compilation which was released in 2008 because you know like i said before in the uk it was a really big hit for her and a lot of people know her for this cover that she's done um but i guess you know with things like film rights and maybe because it's a cover and it was only allowed to be released as sort of a one-off single not re-released maybe probably why i didn't make the cut for it but Come on, powers that be, if you're listening, get it onto the Spotify and the Apple Music. It's going to be added to many a playlist, or slaylist as I like to call them. But um, it's, you know, great cover version. Christina's put a stamp on it. And 
it it just it makes you feel very happy it's very very happy it's um this time in her life when she was doing these side projects of course she was getting married in between stripped and back to basics so there was a lot of happiness exuding from her um you know in comparison to some of the dark um subject matters that she explored with stripped this was very happy christina she has got married she was new lease of life that sort of thing new chapter in her life as well so it, it just fills you with glee when you listen to car wash i have to say it's it's absolutely brilliant so we've heard about car wash let's move on to the song that it is up against and boy what a song it is this is beautiful so i think we should all know this song even if you aren't a christina fan um and if you don't know this song um where have you been for the last 20 years um this is widely considered as her signature song like you think of christina aguilera you think of beautiful this is a massive massive hit for her um you know one of the biggest pop songs of the past sort of 20 years it's absolutely huge um and i'm not even being biased here uh, this was the second single released in the year 2002 from the album stripped and track 11 as it appears on the track listing of that album um like i said massive hit charted at number one in the uk and number two on the billboard hot 100 in america damn you b2k bum bum bump p diddy screw you um so the song beautiful is written and produced by linda perry and it's this beautiful pardon the pun uh, ballad which discusses issues such as inner beauty self-esteem and insecurity and it's all about embracing who you are as a person and overcoming the vulnerabilities and trials and tribulations that you may go through in life and holding yourself up about it be it from your inner voice or from fighting back to others criticisms um this song sort of came at a time where the internet was just amplifying and also amplifying the kind of bullying and shaming that was so hurtful to young people and and older people as well just humans in general um and hearing someone as high profile and you know like a glamorous celebrity celebrity like christina sing this song in a very sort of heartfelt manner about finding the strength to tune these voices out and overcome our insecurities i think it just switched a light on in people it meant a lot and this is why this song just completely stands the test of time today it's just one of those timeless songs and i'm not saying this in a biased way it is a song that just you know you put it on people know it and they will feel buoyed by it and lifted um you know even when you are not feeling so great it is the song that lifts up your spirits um so originally linda perry had written the song and she had it all written all dusted and done dusted and done done and dusted um but she wanted to keep this very personal song for her own singing career as we know she was a member of the band four non-blondes they had a big song a big hit with what's up and a few other songs as well that they've done a few albums but thought that beautiful would be the song that would be the song that she could say for her own solo career and propel her own solo career to stardom because she knew that this song was a hit but she actually previewed this song for Pink um, when she was working with her for her Misunderstood album in 2001. Um, you know, 
when artists um, work together uh, and songwriters and producers work together with artists they do start you know experimenting and they start looking at songs that they may have written themselves or the artist has written in a journal or something themselves and try and work things together and sometimes things don't work out and um beautiful was played for pink and pink really really wanted the song for her own album um but linda refused um and didn't want to give it up she was sticking to her guns she wanted this song for her own and continued to work with pink on the album which was a great success for her complete new change in sound she went from this r&b sort of starlet to something a bit more rough and ready a bit more rock tinged and she's kept that sound to today and that's really really worked for her um and then linda obviously went on to work with christina after that at her house and she played beautiful the song as a sort of icebreaker and got christina to sing it and linda was very impressed and she gave the song to christina and effectively decided not to pursue her own solo career um and this actually ended up in a feud with christina and pink because pink really wanted the song for herself christina ended up getting the song for herself got a very big hit out of it, lasted many years. I think the feud almost sort of started, you know, a couple of years before that, you know, with Lady Marmalade as well, when they worked together on that. And this just sort of added fuel to the fire. Um, but this feud has eventually has now come to conclusion. They've worked on The Voice together and have eventually collaborated together on an unreleased track that was recorded for the Liberation Sessions. Um, but it, it's amazing how the this song sort of is the song that, can continue this feud for years and years um when linda actually gave the song to christina she actually has said in you know her own interviews on podcasts since then that she's actually she had a very very long conversation with her own manager at the time about even letting christina to sing the song first um and they eventually came to a mutual mutual conclusion eventually agreed and got christina to record a demo um of beautiful um and everyone was just flawed um you know in fact so much so that linda actually convinced christina to keep the demo these raw vocals in one take on the final version of the track and this was much to christina's discontent as we know she's a perfectionist and she will record and retake lines again and again and again until she's happy and she'll take a bit from one line and a bit from another line and put it together so the actual version of beautiful that we hear on the album and that was released as the single that we all know today was the demo version um you know if you actually listen to the song with headphones you can hear this faint rhythm track in the background and this was caused by um, something called headphone bleed which is the sound leaking from your headphone monitor into the microphone um and um uh, it's just it's so it's so great you know linda's actually made a very great artistic move here she was very insistent on it because the song's about imperfections it's about being vulnerable and the little parts that christina didn't necessarily like um it was embracing herself as one and linda's sort of really helped christina with that she when she approached her to work with her she said that she thought christina was like a lost girl and she needed to find herself and that she was dark like linda was and she needed to bring that out of her and that's exactly what they did in stripped together on the work on the the work that they've done together um so as you know it's we, we, it's a demo christine actually had one of her friends in the studio with linda as well when she recorded the track and the the whispered don't look at me that you hear at the beginning is actually christina saying this to her friend and linda really liked this she actually kept this in the song because she knew at there and then that christina was the right person for the song she realized oh 
she's insecure too. She's one of those beautiful people that's got everything, who looks like they've got everything, but is still super insecure. Okay, this song is hers. Um, and then the demo is built up with instrumentation, other background vocals, and then results in the final song that we all know today. Um, this song has been sort of widely accepted as this sort of figurehead song of self-acceptance songs that we all know of today. Um, songs like Born This Way by Lady Gaga, Firework by Katy Perry, We Are Who We Are by Kesha, Shake It Off by Taylor Swift, All About That Bass, Megan Trainer. Um, Beautiful has been widely accepted as this song that has started the trend of self-acceptance songs in the mainstream and it's been widely accepted by the lgbt community as this sort of anthem it came top of a poll conducted by the uk gay rights organization stonewall where they asked their supporters which track recorded in the 21st century they felt was the most empowering in terms of its message for the lgbt community and this came number one in second place was the song called better by boyzone and then born this way by lady gaga was number three so it's a song that's just completely accepted by um communities um as this sort of song as a beacon of hope and something that represents them very very well um rca which is christina's record label they actually wanted this to be the first single from stripped um and christina wanted dirty and she got her way but in the us it was very very quickly rush released as the second single because dirty as we know from that podcast episode undeserved chart performance it very much underperformed because of the radio backlash that christina had um and the media backlash that christina had because of this complete new image change which was very raunchy and very um risky and it sort of did go against her in the us not so much in europe massive hit and she didn't have that big success like she did in europe um but then beautiful was released and ended up doing amazingly well and ended up being christina's longest charting solo song to date in america so really really great hit for her um as we know being a single it was released as a music video um so there was a music video directed by jonas ackerland which um, features christina singing the song alone in a room and in the mirror um and it's intercut with sections of other people like a wannabe bodybuilder a girl looking through a beauty magazine a girl getting bullied and sort of physically abused a man on a bus um who everyone's avoiding a gay couple kissing in public while there's people walking past a trans woman it's all showing that no matter where we're from and no matter who we are, race, colour, gender, sexual orientation, we're all beautiful in our own way. Um, and Christina is very much presenting that in a very literal message. Linda actually wasn't a fan of the video. She asked Christina why she made it into a gay thing, actually. And being a lesbian herself, I um, I can see probably why she said that, because she probably didn't want it to be so literal, but in pop mainstream world, you have to have things literal. You can't have things, you know, you can't read behind the scenes sort of thing. Um, so Beautiful, as we know, is a massive, massive hit. It appeared on her greatest hits. She actually did a alternative version of Beautiful on Keeps Getting Better Decade of Hits, which was re-recorded, um, again, produced by Linda Perry, which was released in 2008. It's sort of a rework of the song into this stunning sort of down-tempo electronic version with very muted vocals and lots of vocal effects, very reminiscent of artists like Goldfrap and giving us fans a taster of the musical direction that was going to be Bionic two years later um, in 2010. 
so that was also produced by Linda as well and there's these gorgeous vocals you know in the last minute of the song she is going for it in terms of her singing and the ad-libs as well but there's this sort of it's always it's all in the background and it all it's all very ethereal and um it's just beautiful you know if you haven't heard it please please go and listen to it um so favorite part of the song beautiful uh the original um i have to say it's the bridge um it just swells and really makes you feel amazing about yourself and then we have the shine note which is just spine tingling it's one of those notes she's not been able to um fully get live she does this sort of going from low to higher rather than going straight into the higher um so the raw vocals as you can see definitely are there um favorite lyric is with a song inside the tune full of beautiful mistakes i like that something that connects us all which is music it's like the universal language and song can also have imperfections but that's life and we have to embrace it in in the quest to be happy and just be ourselves and find ourselves um so being being her signature song i i think you know it's safe to say it is uh this has been performed so many times um it's always the opening to the encore of her concert set lists um she goes off and then she comes back on and sings beautiful there's a little chat to the crowd um and the live version that has to get a shout out here is the version that she did for cnn heroes in 2008 and she did it with an orchestra and her vocals were just so stunning and it had this epic quality to it um as fighters consider it as one of her best live performances you should really really check it out it actually gets me very excited because um you know at the time of uh, the release of this podcast she is in the process of doing a two-night show in hollywood at the hollywood bowl in la um with the la philharmonic orchestra so i can see her maybe doing beautiful in the sort of the same vein maybe same arrangement again and that would just be beautiful to hear <laughs> beautiful um it you know it, this I, I can't say any more about this song this song is definitely one of her most recognized songs um like i said you think of christina you think of this song straight away it it it's got her so much success it won her a grammy best female pop vocal and it was just such a massive success it has a great legacy it's been covered by so many artists so many other artists cite this as one of christina's finest moments and damn right it is so we've heard a lot about car wash and we've heard lots about beautiful but there can only be one winner so drum roll please and the winner is beautiful mega congratulations to beautiful i mean it had it had to win it's a signature song it's some of her best vocals a true piece of art it's just amazing in what it stands for it's guided my own journey of self-discovery so it had to win car wash is amazing it's a great i mean i will dance to it till the cows come home but beautiful is just absolutely brilliant so next episode it's all about the drama drama a back to basics emotional track versus the most iconic collaboration of all time quote me on it i don't care lol um thank you so much for listening that is it for today's show if you like the show please be sure to subscribe and leave us comments on instagram and twitter check us out on instagram and twitter at xdina track battle thank you so much peace out (laughs) 